You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text and voicemail line is always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans. 331-979-1369. Well, my co-host Big Dave is out in Cali on vacation this weekend. So to kick off the week, filling in, you know him, you love him. He's the best wheel of our here tricycle, formerly known as Bulls Outsiders. He's Mr. John Sabine. You can follow him on Twitter at jsabine214. John, welcome back to the program. This is your oh. second Locked On Bulls appearance in a matter of like a week and a half. How does it feel? The water is fine. It feels great. <laughs> I feel so sorry for, I mean, trying to fill Big Dave's shoes with a medium, John, is 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 a monumental task, and I'll try to bring the love but I'll know I'll come up short. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you come close, then, yes. then that's all we ask of you. Um, and we're going to have some fun today. We are going to talk a little bit of Bulls-related stuff towards the back end. We'll dabble in the point guard conversation that I kind of started having on our Friday episode. Uh, but we're going to kick things off with some fun Olympics talk because the Olympics are underway. We're recording this earlier. Uh, so we, you know, if you're listening to this Monday morning, you know that Zach Levine started and led USA to a massive victory, pouring in 30 points. I'm just assuming that that's what happens. But uh, we're going to talk Olympics in general, and then uh, we want to talk to Bobby Portis because I showered Giannis with praise on Friday's episode, but I didn't shower Bobby with enough (gasps) praise. So we're going to talk Bobby and a little bit of comparisons about the Bobbies of the NBA. Bulls, maybe Mavs, maybe all of the NBA. Who are the Bobby Portises? Um, that, that are our favorite Bobby Portises. Um, so, okay, kicking things off with the Olympics, John, obviously it was a little bit different this year watching the opening ceremonies with no uh, fans in the stands. Like, there are a lot of basketball people. Uh, uh, the Bulls' very own Tomas Sadaransky, first basketball player to ever be a flag bearer for the Czech Republic. That's Patty crazy. Mills was a flag bearer for Australia. Um, you know, so like there's a lot of awesome coolness to these athletes who get to, you know, walk in and do the, but they're doing it to an empty stadium. What do you think is weirder? Like NBA players playing in the bubble and then at the beginning half of this 2021 season with no fans in the stands or the grandioseness of the opening ceremonies of an Olympics and not having anybody there. The Olympics opening ceremony is much weirder because it's already like the bubble was like a 21st century fix for a problem that they didn't know was going to exist. Yeah. This is like an old world, you know, this is an ancient tradition of like countries coming in and figs being thrown and roses and doves that doesn't need to happen now. Like, you know, they could have done and they could have like pivoted and had not people there to limit, you know, I think they did as much as they could and you have to have a opening ceremony, but it doesn't have to be exactly how it always is. Like, it doesn't have to be a parade. It could have been right. a virtual thing. It could have been anim- – like, I think there's ways to do it. So I think this is where – the bubble was like, uh, I guess we'll try this. Whereas this yeah. was like, you knew you couldn't do this, and you still did. 
Yeah, what I mean, think? everybody was seeing those those clips of like Japanese uh, news shows coming into their Twitter feeds leading into the weekend, being like, "Oh, here are our COVID numbers, and this is what's happening here." And I mean, there were protesters in the streets during the uh, the opening ceremonies. There's a lot going on, and it was just weird because obviously that that is the the athletes who are so good that they get honored to and asked to be an Olympian to represent their country. I feel like that's a one of those like lifelong memory bank moments when you walk through whatever Olympic stadium is the stadium for those Olympics do to do the opening ceremonies and you're wearing your country's colors and you're waving a flag and and it's just like a crowd of people, a sea of people. Mm-hmm. And it's like hopefully people whose first Olympics this is I get a, get another go round forty years from now because could you imagine if this is the only Olympics you go to and that moment is like stolen from you? That's yes. got to be so depressing. And it's got to be so interesting as an athlete because I'm sure if you're an athlete, there is a sense of performative like you're not you don't have a ton of anxiety, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah. in general, you're not like super a hermit. But I bet you there's some people who might perform better in a vacuum, right? And so. We saw the Tyler Heroes of the world, uh, yeah. who you think would be a showman. But some people, I wonder if it's going to have like, if this, so for some people, they're really going to benefit, or if some like, I need the energy. And I think yeah. most, most of us would need the energy of other people. You'd think so. I, you know, NBA players talked about that too. Uh, and especially like when we get to the, the run of these NBA playoffs and you see Milwaukee and Phoenix like, you know, oh. packing fans into the final, you forgot how much even as a fan watching you forgot how much better it is when these players are playing in front of a crowd you know and and nothing says that more than one bobby portis and we'll get to him in a little bit Uh, but first okay two questions i have for you john yes when it comes to when it comes to olympic basketball do you want to see team usa bring home the gold no or is is there a part of you that thinks it would be really cool to see all of these haters who were uh, you know, having a panic attack about a couple of exhibition losses, have have their uh, problematic, oh my gosh, USA basketball, we don't blow people out anymore, we're not the best anymore. Do you think it would be interesting to see that happen, to say, look, the playing field has been even substantially over the last 32, 30 years since the Dream Team? Because I, th- as much as I want Zach to win gold, yes. that other storyline of the USA not being that dominant in basketball anymore, I think is a good thing for the NBA and basketball in general? I don't even think this is a nuanced opinion. I think there's a right answer to this. And I think, why would you root for the Yankees? Why would you root for the billionaires? Like, why would you root for the Death Star? We are, America (laughs) is, like, we're the juggernauts. We're the bad guys right now. We're we're the bullies that beat up on the the nerds. and I think it's we we know it's better for basketball when there's parity and when it's a global game, and it is the you know the three of the top five first All NBA teams were all foreign born, right. uh, and if it could have been Joel Embiid, it would have been four, but because right. of the center thing, he, it should have been him. So it's right. a global game. I mean, Matt, guess how many people are in the entire country of Slovenia? I like I don't know a, a few million, ten million, two. 0.081 million. Guess how many gonna, people I was gonna guess are in two Chicago. Million. I thought that was low. Yes. The greater Chicagoland area, more than that, like three somewhere between three and four million. Yes. And in just the city limits, 2.71 yeah. million. <laughs> there, it's a country of two million. <laughs> 
And how great would it be for that country to win? It yeah. would, to us, we wouldn't even know. You can ask actual NBA fans who's on Team USA, people who like watch it regularly, and they probably wouldn't know right now. Yeah. It is something that it now again to see Zach bring a gold, I would love that. Like that would be you're right. That is the reason to do it because right. I mean, how can you not love Zach Levine? Uh exactly. but yeah, you want to root you want to root for the internet. It's an international sport, you know. It we don't there's not much patriotism in being the best and then that's just like meeting uh, expectations. Let's right. get shocked. That's a good thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then final Olympics question. If you could compete as an Olympian in any summer Olympics Whoa. sport slash event slash category, what would you choose to be thank the you. best at? Thank you for saying summer because winter, uh, the winter Olympics is truly like the most privileged that it's so funny to be the difference of like, I would run from my village from, you know, gorilla fighters. And then in like, for skiing, it's like, my dad has a place in Vail and that's where I train. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if I could do any, I think, if, and I was good at it, I think just like straight up being the fastest person on earth. Like to have that. Like 100 yard dash, 100 yes. meter dash. Yeah, either 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 long, something where you're like a Guinness, a Guinness book of world records of just like being a physical specimen. You know, yeah. I think that'd be great. Not swimming. Yeah. Definitely not swimming. You? Swimming, like it, you know, it's cool when the USA swimming has been dominant in recent, like the the year where like Michael Phelps won a zillion goals, including that four person relay where they had that insane like last split second comeback or whatever. Like that was you cool. You see some really exciting finishes in competitive swimming, but man, I, it just seems like it would be exhausting. All of those yes. laps, like I, I do not, I do not have the energy for that. No, and, and it's, it's like. Just, I, like all, all the pool in the chlorine and the pool and the, eh, you know you just you just smell like a pool your whole life and don't give me laughs give me like one huge thing where it's just like a race like I just yeah. want I just want to see a straight shot I don't want to see them turn they can't push yeah. off just go yeah I it's the thing that in and around a pool that I think might actually be cool to be really good at is the synchronized diving you know where it's like mm. two people on diving boards that are a couple of feet apart and they do the same diving sequence routine together. Um, Cause I, I think mostly it's small people who are good at that cause they can, you know, keep their body tight and contorted and then make the, the smallest splash possible <laughs> is like what the judges are looking for. Yes. And because I'm gigantic and have flaily limbs, I think it would be really cool to be like a perfect synchronized diver. <laughs> Yes, I think you're right. Any actually, anything with flips is cool, right? So like gymnastics, yeah. diving. So yeah, I might take it back to just like if you can flip, that's pretty oh cool. Oh my gosh, dude! Watching Simone Biles' floor I routine, mean, there's there's nothing more impressive, I think, in the world of sports that's happening right now than Simone Biles. I mean, it's true. You see it, and you, even when you watch it slow motion, you're more shocked than when you saw it fast motion. It's one of the yeah. weird things where you're like, this did not explain it. This actually, I have more questions now. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I thought I was going to learn something. No, right. Nope, learned nothing. Uh, but I'm excited for the. I really am excited for the Olympics, and I'm excited for the b-ball because again, the NBA is truly. I mean, Sadoransky got to bring the flag. Dirk said Dirk got to do that for Germany. And he says it's one of the greatest honors of his life. I don't. I think these are actual honors for the, these countries, and yeah. they have to go to a new. They have to come to America and play our game, and it's a it's nice to be able to be in your home turf and wear your home colors. And I think it's really Truly. cool. 
We'll be back with my guest, John Sabine, in just a minute. First, though, wanted to tell you all that today's episode of Locked on Bulls is brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for everyone? If you don't know these Built Bar flavors, well, then you're missing out. Try them all. Cherry Barcia, Coconut, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box from Built.com to get two of each built bar flavors all of the nine flavors to find out which one is your favorite not only are the built bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy for you too all of the built bar protein bar flavors have either 17 or 18 grams of protein but only 130 to 180 calories per bar only four or five grams of sugar and just four or five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty and all healthy for you Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. The Olympics in Tokyo are underway, and those track and field athletes are having Built Bars to get ready for their big race. After the big race, if it's good enough for Olympians, it's good enough for you. So go to Built.com right now to use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Speaking of the most impressive things in the world of athletics right now, let's shift to Bobby Portis, whose oh. game six in the clincher was just fantastic. But before we talk about Bobby's impact on that series, we have to talk about that picture I sent you guys, you and Big Dave uh, and Bulldog the other day, of him at the championship rally where he's got the Larry O'Brien trophy in one arm and he's got a wrestling-style championship belt draped over the other shoulder. Is that picture one of the favorite pictures you've seen? as far as these NBA playoffs went. If you would have told me in 2019, when we just started to get to know each other, that this picture would exist out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, not only he's championship, shades, parade, and then the belt. I would have said, right. no way. In a Someone, Milwaukee Bucks yeah, championship shirt. This is yeah. my make-a-wish. Who did this? <laughs> like, this is, everything about this is photo. Someone broke in, stole my dream journal, and did it. It is like the perfect picture. And, Oh, we could do like I need the long read on Bobby Portis because we knew he was good. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, we knew he could do this for a championship team. It, this is not a surprise. Right. We knew he we knew he had this. And the fact that we were like, no, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, and, but the thing that's interesting is that and Bobby talked about it in that interview. He did it was his, the yeah. athletic a couple of weeks before the finals where he was the one who said, no, thank you, bye, because he turned down the extension that the Bulls uh, offered yeah. to him. And, I, you know, as I as I want to recall, it was something in the terms of four, a four-year extension for, like, around 50. Yeah, 48, he, I think. 48, right? And, and he thought that that was too low. And he said in that interview, you know, I was looking around the league. I was this young kid who was obsessed with what's that guy making, what's that guy making, what's that guy making, and I thought I was worth more. So I walked away. Um, and then, you know, at, talking about how he ended up signing that one-in-one -one deal with the Knicks with a team option God. and getting that team option declined, and the Knicks said, eh, goodbye. And he had his agent track down Giannis's agent and got Giannis's number and called him and said, like, I think I can help you guys. Can I come play with you guys? You guys need some size. You need some three-point shooting. I can provide both of those things. And there was this really cool moment. As the you know the ticker tape was coming down on the court, they're all hugging and celebrating, and Giannis and Bobby like embraced and like had a little conversation. And I was like watching it play out and thinking, 
they're right now reminiscing about Bobby calling Giannis and saying, hey, can yes. I play with you guys and how cool that is. And th- this is why sports is so interesting and it's better than every other job because things that look like mistakes then turn out to be blessings in a weird way. And I, and I have like, so he probably was like, oh, I shouldn't have turned down that extension. A, like, yeah. I regret this. Now you think, thank God for him. Aren't yeah. you so glad that he yeah. did this? Like at the time, and wouldn't it be great if like, and you could like get fired from your job, but then like another job in the same industry could like pick you up. <laughs> Yeah, and then you could like stick it to like I was like, man, I wish we could get traded. Like, <laughs> like that is so fun to be like, you're fired, now you're better, it's a better situation, you're a champion. Like, I think that right. is so interesting. And to see, I mean, I used to think PJ Tucker was tailor-made for the city of Milwaukee. And then I you're like, if it wasn't for like Bobby Portis is tailor-made. He's yeah. an underdog his whole life. You know, he goes to Arkansas, not a powerhouse. He's kind of different he's unapologetic yeah. and he perseveres and it's like that's it and that ain't milwaukee i don't know what it is you know like and it's truly it, and I, so like i think wonderful. there's maybe a little bit of uh fomo from bulls fans who like you know most of my twitter timeline during that entire nba finals uh, and especially game six and Bobby the champ. Most of my Bulls people on Twitter are saying nothing but I'm happy for Bobby. I'm happy yes. for Bobby. But there also is a little bit of like, no, he was our blue collar crazy guy. Before we he was him. Buck's blue collar crazy guy, yes. he was our do yes. the dirty work and run sprinting down to the other end of the court because you don't like the call that ref just made. He was our that guy for a while. And he was our that our really our first that guy since. Hello, hello, Joe Keem. Like yes. Bulls fans have always identified with that player, the Joe Keens, the Rodmans, the Bobbies, the guys who do some dirty work, aren't afraid, have no filter when they are asked questions by the media and answer them honestly, and put that extra, like the fuel injector of a team that needs yes. that gas to go. And, Bulls and fans who, have always resonated with players like that. And who treats it like a sport as opposed to a brand and an opportunity to make money or to make relationships and networking. And it's not one big LinkedIn event, which is a lot of NBA players, how they feel like right now. He's like, no, you're on the other team. I want to crush you. Like, you know, F them. And yeah, yeah, it did feel like we, it it kind of felt like we were like, you love this album. You should have heard their three earlier albums. Like it felt like, like, it's like, no (laughs) man, we've been fans since day one. Like you can't jump on Weezer. We, I, I had the blue album, like, you know, pink right. chip, like, and it, it's like, you're, you're a millennial. You don't even know what it is. And it, it does feel like that, but it feels, I see, I felt great comfort in it to be like, we weren't crazy. We weren't seeing something that wasn't there because we, it was like, uh, you're the guy, right? Like, yeah, I was drawn to him. Cause it was like, he was so fun to watch. And it's like, Oh, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't wrong. Like we were right to kind of see something special in this guy. And to right. have the whole crowd at the end cheering his just bought like he has a chant. Like, yeah, there's no one like that. Yeah. He's the last guy off the bench. And it's not in like a, a Mark Madsen, Brian Cardinal kind of funny way. It's in like yeah. a no, no, you're dangerous and you're a right. baller. I, I mean, he had 16 points off the bench in the God. championship clinching game. Pretty much like the productive, you know, extra piece that they had because there was not a lot of great stuff going on. Outside Conaton's- of Giannis's 50 in game six, Connaughton, like, oh, he had a rough game uh, in game six in particular. Bobby gave him big na- games when they needed him, especially back in the Eastern Conference finals when Giannis 
had that knee and missed games five and six. And Bobby had a big game in at least one of those games, then a pretty decent game in the other. Um, but yeah, you know, Bulls fans being like, yeah, I, I, I know that dude before he was this dude. Yes. Um, I saw, I can't remember which one, but some national NBA writer had a tweet during late towards the end or shortly after um, the Bobby Portis game six extravaganza saying like, was Bobby Portis this popular and awesome when he was with the Bulls? And the answer is yes. Yes. It, we we just weren't in the NBA finals for everybody to see. Yes. It's like, yeah, Freddie Mercury was doing college dorm clubs before he was selling out Wembley. Like, you know, it's right. like, it's like we didn't know, like, and also Bobby is the type of crazy energy that needs a big stage. He is yeah. not, he's not niche. You know, he's right. not, he's not the comedian's comedian. He's like, right. he, he, he's Kevin Hart. You know, he, he goes for, he only goes for grand slams. He's not there to like give you like, oh, look at like I feel like Drew Holiday is like he could play basketball in a dark room and play the exact same way. Like right. uh, whereas Bobby kind of needs he's 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 big ticket, my man. And it felt so good. And it just was the Bulls were bad and no one was watching. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, and he played I, in New York and no one knew that. He played in Madison Square Garden right. and no one saw that. But I mean, I, him being a champion, I am very happy about because among other things, and you know, me and Jordan, my original co-host on this podcast, did a bowling event with Bobby yes. back when he was still a member of the You're, Bulls. You like, like friends with him. The summer before we we started Outsiders, and it was like he he is the nicest guy. Um, my parents came to that event, and my God. like he he called my mom, uh, ma'am, like yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, when my mom was talking and chatting with Bobby, like like polite manners, the nicest dude ever and him being a champion and a champion who played a role on this team, a role that meant something hopefully means that people who before seeing Bobby as a championship member of this Bucks team only knew him as that dude who punched his teammate. Like that yep. needs to be put behind us. Uh, yes. And I hope Bobby earns some respect so that those people, anybody still cracking jokes at his expense about that, does not know who Bobby Portis is. And now, no. like, hey, I'm not known for that. I'm known for being a champion. And I think now that even if he's known for that, it's now not he punched someone. It's like, why did that person do something to make him punch? Like, I think it's like right. everyone everyone is pro-Bobby now on this. Like, even if it's like, that's what I know him for, it's like, but I'm on Bobby's side. And I think it right. used to be like, he's kind of crazy. He punches people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But man, what a... Also, the, just the fact that you can say, it when Giannis had his 50, and then we just... I will never get over that. I don't think I, that that is something that is like with each day it passes, it gets crazier and crazier, which is a weird, right. usually something happens and then it dissipates in, in its uniqueness when time, Yeah, this is the, op this is, I mean, hey, bad, bad analogy. This is like the, when the coup happened and I was like, that's kind of weird. And then the week after I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but like in the moment I was like, hmm, that's kind of bizarre. And that's yeah. how it felt next game. I was like, what? Huh? And now days after I'm like, this dude had 50. Right. So so you're saying that that seven months from now, it's, we're finally going to start to get some some court cases and some charges and yes, some sentences exactly. related to Giannis's 50-point championship yeah. clincher. Chris Paul's going to have to serve eight months, and people are going to be like, oh, that's not <laughs> enough. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, can, that, that guy is – I just will never – that's crazy to me. Like, I still think – I still have not gotten over that fact. 
Stay tuned for more of my conversation with John Sabine as we draft our other favorite Bobby Portis-esque players, the fan favorites of both the Bulls and John's Dallas Mavericks. Plus, we'll get into some point guard offseason talk. First, though, a quick word from our sponsor of Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you could track every pitch and all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, the NFL is about to start. Teams reporting to training camp, plus all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and start making money watching the sports you love. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. So go to betonline.ag create an account put a hundred dollars in that account and bet online is going to give you an extra fifty dollars to play with when you use promo code locked on at sign up bet online your online sports book experts so i want to know dallas mavericks fans because you you are a person who has the bulls and the mavs everybody knows this who knows you um i don't ever want to have to choose who is the Bobby Portis of the Dallas Mavericks of all time? You know, of, of today, of all time. Who are okay. like, you know, who are a couple of examples of the Bobby Portis of the Dallas Mavericks organization? This is a fantastic question. All time, I think it's Deshaun Stevenson. Uh, I really do. He's the one who, like, you know, I have a beautiful Braun. We're the same level. Like, yeah. he wore at the parade, he wore a shirt that said LeBron. Tell me how my Dirk tastes. <laughs> and then was arrested like later that night in Irving, not in Dallas, in another <laughs> county for public, like just be, like shirt off wandering the streets. Like, uh, and so I, I think it's Deshaun Stevenson. Right now, I don't think we have one, which I think like Boban of just like being yeah. beloved and like not that right. great but when he does something like. He gets like he gets Boban chance when he goes into the game, and Bobby kind of like so. I think that's kind right. of our Bobby in terms of like who has the hearts of the fans, but like, right, hearts of the as, fan, but but not the crazy eyes part where it's not like, the crazy eyes. And I think he is as lethal in a different way. Like he can he can switch the the course of a game in the same way. Like yeah, it, it's Boban. I think that's a fair comparison actually. Like yeah, who has the ability to be dangerous, but who's also like a fun. Mascot is the wrong word. He's an avatar for the fans. He is like right. medieval times. This is our Black Knight. We're cheering for this section, that type of thing. Uh, I would like to know. I have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to know, not in any order, like the Bulls' top five all-time Bobby Portis. The, the top five Bobby Portises? Yeah. I mean. I don't I, think it could be Rodman because I think he's too good, right? I, I guess if you're saying like more known for how he relates to the fan base and his, uh, you know, being adored and also maybe some of that crazy energy while not being a star player, then you could say Rodman's disqualified from that category. I think I think it's personality, like personality almost exceeds uh, 
like talent, not in a way to like diminish talent, just be like, man, these guys have so much personality. How can you not love? Like, I almost think right. Nate Robinson is more of a Bobby. Okay. Bobby I, I, he was, he was clearly a name on my list. Okay, if good, you're good, just okay. talking about, you know, role players who are yeah. because like if, if that disqualifies Rodman, it also disqualifies Joe Keem. Joe Keem, it does. Who was a top MVP four MVP finisher, a two-time yeah. all-star defensive yeah. player of the year. Yeah. He, he can't fall into that category. So, you know, Nate Robinson, who did have that same crazy energy, like when Nate just decided to go on a 12 nothing run by himself yeah. and was just flexing every time he ran back down the court, Bulls fans ate that up. Um, and, you know, in, in another similar way, I think Taj. I think Bulls fans always yeah. loved Taj. Yeah. And he was a great player on the defensive end, uh, you know, a, a kind of whatever player on the offensive end had some moments and roles on different Bulls teams over the, over the years where he was a starter. Like if, you know, Joaquin was hurt or somebody was, but mostly was known as a bench guy, part of the original bench mob. And, you know, yep. the early 2010s, he's um, quiet. He works hard. Like, right. Chicago's but big when, on he, that. when he made those big plays, you could see oh, him yeah. really, ah, like Taj yep. would get in people's faces about that stuff. 100%. Um, and then similarly with like Boban, just like, oh, he's adored the fans chant for the coach to put him into the game. I know it was short lived and he's more known as a Celtic, but Scalabrini. Yeah. Like that's he was that, dude, yes, yes. That's what I was thinking of. Like, he was he he was Tom Thibodeau's human victory cigar. It was like, okay, the Bulls are up 20 and there's four minutes left. Scal, get in there, baby. And the and the United Center would go nuts. I love that. Oh my god. Yep. I and the, I think the Bulls have a lot of them. Like I, I can think of more Bulls who have that than Ma the Mavs who've had that. And that could just be like you guys have had more better years. Like yeah. Uh, and like like Jason Terry's not that right. Like uh, we Jason Terry really didn't have like we kind of like were like he was loud and he acted like by porous, but he like we were kind of like okay Jason Terry like <laughs> right, yeah. he didn't like have the hearts of the people as much as he could have. Yeah, he doesn't. The one that I, I don't think it was the whole fan base, but me, and then because I became so obsessed with him, like kind of like my other family members, because we would all watch the Dynasty Bulls together. Um, Judd Bushler. Anytime yes. Judd, Judd Bushler checked into the game, I was like, let's get, like, I wanted him to shoot every time he every got time. a pass and had the ball. I was so obsessed with Judd Bushler. I think that's, that made me think one more oh, Eduardo Nahara for the Mavs. Oh yes, that's that a was good a guy one. who did the dirty stuff, like first Mexican war, second Mexican war. Like he was of the, like the community. Like there was like, and he would do everything. And you were like, he was tough as nails, and he couldn't shoot. It was great. Right. Um, all right. Uh, let's transition now to the last thing we want to talk about, which is the Bulls are one of several teams who are going to be looking for a point guard in the wow. offseason market, whether it be from free agency trades, sign and trades. Something the Bulls fans have been talking about for the last couple of months while the playoffs will be going on without the Bulls because it's we know it's the top thing on AK and Eversley's to-do list and we are getting closer and closer free agency starts at the beginning of August you know that's a that's a week away we're basically a week away from free agency finally starting so I watched these finals John and I was talking and I talked a little bit about uh about this on the last podcast Chris Paul and Drew Holiday both playing such massive roles for their teams that made it all the way to the finals and each of those teams coughing up a huge price to get those guys. Um, you know, all of, like Milwaukee gave up five picks to get Drew Holiday. Uh, you know, Phoenix sent a bunch of picks to OKC to get Chris. 
where do you think the Bulls should stand on the we need a point guard so badly that we are willing to throw everything and the kitchen sink to bring in a veteran point guard of that caliber because we all just witnessed how important it is and teams with veteran point guards of that caliber go all the way to the finals. This is such a hard question because you either because we also we also see two the Bucks were right there, right? Yeah. And they're 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 contenders, they're there. And this was also a move to keep me honest. He didn't sign the extension yet. So like mm-hmm. they did the trade and they just missed out on the bogey trade because that got botched because mm-hmm. of the Kings. Right. And so you're like, they're contenders, they went for it. The Suns on the other end of the spectrum, no one had them. You know, they didn't even make the playoffs last year. Yeah. Uh, and they go for it. And so it's like, I truly think it's like half the Bulls are seeing them, we're not contenders, don't go for it. And half the Bulls are seeing it like, well, it happened to the Suns, why can't it happen to us? Yeah. And I truly don't know. I, I'm a, we've already gave, we kind of gave up the kitchen sink with uh, Vucevic. I kind of think right. it has made our um, decision easy because like we don't have much, like we can't, we can't trade picks until like next year or two years now. Right. Like you, cause you can't give up consecutive years. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like Lowry's available. He's going to probably go to LA or Philly. Um, yeah. I just don't or know. Or Minnesota or San Antonio. Oh, yeah, oh are you talking about the, the small point guard, Lowry? I thought you were talking oh, about our no. Lowry. Sorry. No, no. no. Yeah. Um, no. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Like, yeah. Kyle Lowry was, it was like name dropped in that report from last week yeah. of that. Uh, I think it was like Sheridan hoops or something. It was like, Oh yeah, the bulls, they're interested in Kyle Lowry. A big David. I both sat here like, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna. And so I don't know if we'll. we'll I hope we. But I will say we have to find one. So I understand people's need to like throw the kitchen sink because you need a strong point guard, even if it's Drew Holiday. You know who's not a top tier, but he's up there now. Right. Um. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you're like, we've had it. We just haven't had one. Why can't we have one? Yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Yes, the, I mean the last elite point guard we had was drafted homegrown talent who was oh, a rookie yeah. of the year, a second year All Star, and a third year MVP. Like, yeah. and and then we didn't even see him get to his now. I'm like a savvy veteran point guard stage of his life because he was riddled by injuries and then traded away. So he might be I, the answer. <laughs> I mean. We'll see. We'll see if the Knicks decide that they need to bring him back. There's all kinds of talk about the Knicks maybe being a team that could be in play for for Ben Chris Simmons, Ball. for Kyle Lowry, Dame. for Chris Paul, Dame. Like that is it because it's New York. Everybody's throwing the Knicks out there as like, well, they're that team. Maybe Derrick Rose would be okay playing a role that he largely played for the Knicks, being you know being a vet who comes off the bench uh, as opposed to a starter. Um, you know, Tibbs kind of towards the end was like, okay, Derek, I'm going to give you some starts because you're you're good. You have um, to, yeah. But like, you know, D. Rose was, a, a, I think he was a finalist for six man of the year. He was. Wasn't he? He was. Um, which, you know, I, you know, of course, Bulls fans always ask that question. Is this the year? Is this the year we bring D. Rose home? I know. I mean, like, does his skill set give you exactly what you want paired with Zach and Vooch? I think he checks a lot of boxes if he plays as well as he did for New York last season. Um, but I, I just give give me a playmaking point guard who also like has some size and plays solid defense. That yes. is what this team needs. That is what this rotation and this starting five needs to pair with Zach, to pair with Vooch, 
And it's like I got so jealous of the Bucks having Drew Holiday while I was mm-hmm. watching their their championship run. Drew Holiday is, in my opinion, the perfect answer for what the Bulls need. And oh, it's like, well, I, I I think he is because they like, got you scoring. know every, everybody yeah. liked to like to rag on him for his bad shooting nights, and Game Six was a bad shooting night for for Holiday, but he makes up. It was like, okay, who's hot, Booker or CP3? Holiday's gonna clamp delete. them down. Delete, delete, like just delete. Clamp like, them down. I I hate I hated watching Drew Holiday this whole season. I was a hater. I would I would I would even prescribe myself as a Drew Holiday hater. And when more than th- you hated his uh, his 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 buddy, our buddy, his brother Justin Holiday from his Bulls tenure. Yeah, more because like no one's talking about Justin Holiday. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, and I thought I'm like, you're missing these. You're just hurting your team. And then when he did that steal and then threw that lob, I said, that's it. No more. I'm on. You can't. That's winning basketball. You can't. He wins. He's, he can't shoot. He wins. Right. But, yeah. what, what would you rather have? Shooting or winning? <laughs> like, and so I, I you're, you're exactly right. And plus, we have offensive stars. So Right. Uh, and, like, think- Holiday still has nights where he can go off for 30. Like, yes. and the thing that he was always bringing in addition to his defense Somewhere between seven and twelve assists a game, like that's yes. that's what this Bulls offense needs. Yes. They need somebody finding Zach, finding Vooch, and also a guy who can get his own bucket when he needs to get his own bucket. It's it's it's. Do you remember after the second game when the Suns were up 2-0 and at the press conference it was like Middleton and Drew Holiday and like someone said something and they both started laughing and then yeah. everyone was like, "How could they do that?" And it was like, "Oh, because he's a pro and he's an adult. He's been here." Like that yeah. level of competency and confidence of like. No, yeah, we like. Look, I'm already, I'm already over it. Like, I'm not yeah. in my head about it. I'm laughing. Let's go. Uh, and I think that the Bulls desperately need someone who's been there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I get to hear a couple of the remaining Dunn stands out there being like, "Well, what you're talking about is Chris Dunn. We had that guy. And we let him go." Oh my god. Oh my god. If you still think Chris Dunn's good, like just. Pick a different sport to watch, my man. <laughs> you don't like basketball. You like something else. You like rugby or soccer. Like you just you just found a soccer player and you're like, oh, I like him. Right. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, real quick, um, we've talked about all of these possible avenues and and um, possible answers at the point guard position. We've talked Lonzo Ball. We've talked Dinwiddie. We've talked Dejounte Murray sign and trade with the San Antonio Spurs, um, and then some of the pie in the sky names, of course, as well. What do you see? being the most likely outcome. Like, who do you think the Bulls' starting point guard is going to be for their first game in the twenty in the fall of 2021? What I want or what do I see? What I see? What do you what do you what do you see? I see Kobe White. <laughs> and Kobe's got a shoulder injury he's recovering. I know. From. I know. So I he's see. not even going to be ready for the opening tip. I know. So then, then I I thought it was gonna be ready in time. So then like I truly don't That's think Otto? we're gonna get I hope it's someone new. I really do, but I don't think it's a lot of people need people. And a lot of yeah. people have money, and it's just it, when it, the news of Kyle Lowry and DeRozan trying to team up to go to the Lakers together. Like, well, then if everyone's gonna go to the same four teams again, like, who cares? Yeah. Um, I I hope though, like, I hope it's someone new. Like, I, give me Westbrook, give me someone. I'm here for it. Simmons, would you be cool I, with Simmons? Yes. What are we What yeah. are we holding on to? Yes. <laughs> what about you? We're holding on to Thad Young, John. <laughs> I mean, don't you dare! Don't you dare even suggest. Trading. I, I saw uh, uh, Pete Up posted a video on his Instagram of what? him working out with Thad like the other and, day. Uh, and Miles, like, and Miles Turner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. 
Dude, P Dub's great. I, I mean, that's what that's whenever I get excited because the season's going to be here before we know it. Like you're like mm-hmm. the draft is Thursday, and then August second is free agency. My my one of my best friends is a, is a Suns fan, and he was like, "The best thing is I don't have to like be sad for a whole summer. Like I get <laughs> ten days, and then it's over." Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm really excited. P Dub, I just I really think he's. I'm so bullish on that guy. Pun intended. It's- it's a fun thing to look forward to. And right. Bulls fans have been sad and impatiently waiting for something since the middle of May. Watching so, and, Giannis. And honestly, like probably towards the beginning of May. At least those yes. of us who saw that the play-in was not going to happen. <laughs> oh, and you saw this. Can I can I say something on the record here? Yes, please. So I need to oh, I know I, I need to give you an apology and I need to give a big Dave an apology. Because oh, not good. Even an yes, apology. I'm glad we're doing this. Big Dave. Not even asked an apology. Me to do this. Um <laughs> And I don't understand Dave's reasoning for it. Uh, but I want to say this. Do you know how humbling it is to be like peers basketball-wise with people who are so smart and are always right and how I'm never right? <laughs> like, like, so you you debated, which I, at the time I thought it was insane that the Giannis block was not just even on par but better than LeBron. And, not, we had re- and at the moment, I stand by those reasons. And right. you said, but if all this thing happens, and not only did it happen, it happened in a way that was like American Pie, the song. Like it was like, right, it, yeah. it, or Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." Like, what is happening? Like, it it was. I mean, it it started this dominance for a player becoming Paul Bunyan. Like, fifty right. points in a game <laughs> is like a thing that you look up and like. I, I mean, I, I tweeted it like. I'm gonna tell people about Giannis when I'm a grandfather, and my grandkids right. are gonna put me in a home because they're gonna think I'm senile <laughs> because they're like, no human being does that. Like. Right. So yeah. I apologize to you. You were right. It's unbelievable. It's better than LeBron's. Look what it started. Look what yeah. happened. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and I accept. At the beginning of the series, I said Suns in five. I was so confident because I know basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave said <laughs> Bucks in six, and I was shocked. And I, I didn't think he was wrong. I was just like, that's wild to me. Yeah, We didn't really fight about it. And guess the fact that Big Dave nailed it. Yeah. Bucks in six. And he called it months ago. Bucks and six. You may have even called it like during the Nets series. Like, which is crazy because, yes. yeah, I mean, that to, to have called Bucks winning the chip in the middle of that Nets series is nuts. Yes. I, even I, the Hawks like, series. I, I see, I couldn't remember it. I thought Big Dave called Bucks in six when we still didn't know the answer to is Giannis's knee broken irreparably forever? No, because if you he, picked the Bucks not knowing if Giannis was going to play, you were a freaking lunatic. It was definitely before we thought he was going to play. Because, again, we forgot that he's injured. That's right. a, And, again, my, my, my wife works in orthopedics at Northwestern. She said her and her coworkers watched that injury and said he's out for a year or he has a different body than other humans. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, the only way he plays is if, like, he just has, like, different ligaments. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that they're, like, stretching. Yeah. A bit. Like, it's, like, it stretches. Like, I don't know. No, that's, like, a free. Like, it's like, right. I was like, I was like, that's why it's called Greek Freak. It's just like, ah. So, right. but to, it's the fact that you even let me even share basketball opinions when you guys are so right is so magnanimous. You're, I really you're feel right lucky. About, you're right about plenty of stuff too. And you're right but, about the big picture stuff that most exact, NBA fans don't want to hear. Exact thing. Oh, yeah. But and that's true. I do feel like phil, philosophically, I get things right. But yeah. the fact that you guys can just like pinpoint moments, like it is amazing. I'm humbled. I bow at the feet of you and Big Dave. Uh, all other locked on hosts who should I mean, step up your game because Lockdown Bulls is bringing it. So thank you. It's truly amazing. I really was like, I felt very like grateful and lucky to be like, damn, those guys are good. 
Damn. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, naturally, none of us know anything as nearly as much as our as our other uh, partner in crime, Bulldog, who just oh, like Bulldog, who, by the way, yeah, like laid out to us. Okay, here's how the Bulls get back to relevance. And step one was hire Monty Williams. Two and a half years ago, first first move, hire Monty Williams if you want to be back into relevance. And guess what? With the Suns, they have a coach who will be there for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I saw somebody made a joke about how Budenholzer is like set for life now. Like if if Kevin Durant's toe wasn't on the line and Brooklyn wins that series and the Bucks get bounced, Budenholzer gets fired. But he goes on to win this championship, and somebody said, "Like, yeah, he's get, he's going to get the uh, the Rick Carlisle treatment. He's just got a job for the next decade, yeah. even if they never win another playoff series." And ironically, if he would have lost, Rick Carlisle probably would have been the Bucks coach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like it's so sports are so fun because it's like what like if again like the Suns was always like they never really was like that big. It was they were always in it. If he doesn't get yeah. stripped in an alley oop, they're only you know who knows. And that's yeah. that's why it's beautiful. That's why it's beautiful. Uh, you know what else is beautiful? Whenever you pop by, John, uh, and we thank get to talk to together. Um, thank you for filling in for our pal, Big Dave. Uh, hope he is enjoying his vacay. Hope all of you out there in Bulls Nation enjoy these Olympics. Uh, hopefully, we get to see some Zach Levine um, stardom uh, as we continue through group play. Hopefully, he'll bring home the gold, or he won't, and basketball fans will realize that other countries are good at basketball now, and that's okay, too. Um, so, uh, hit us up on that text of voicemail line. If you have anything on your mind, bulls or basketball related three, three, one, nine, seven, nine, one, three, six, nine. My guy, John Sabine, follow him on the Twitter machine. Jay Sabine at two, one, four. Also quick shout out for that Oscar Meyer tweet. Oh my God. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Thank you so much. It's, it's so fun. It was well-received. I can take probably barely any credit for it. It was truly like. I don't know. Never, I don't know any of your coworkers, so I'm giving all the credit. Thank to you. I'll, I will. T- I mean, I'm the one who hit send, so like that's great. Right. Like, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but and I gave some input, but like it was a great tweet. Oscar Mayer needed a big win, so it feels good. Buy Oscar Mayer Absolutely. products. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, just a, a big win for everybody who's a fan of phallic shaped things and hot dogs. And hot dogs and and stick it to billionaires, which is like that Venn diagram is a circle. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, until next time, for my guy, Dante Vine, I'm Matt Beckstead. Thanks for listening to Locked All Bulls. See Red. Be good. Peace out.